often tell people, Here, here's what's going on at a professional lab versus Walgreens, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, there's so many things I can say right now. My brain is just exploding. Right. Um, but a lot of people talk about the triangle, and I should probably draw it out, but like good, fast, and cheap, basically. Mm. Um, most people say that it, in house buying um, and in any service, you can pick two of the three. Okay. So if you're going to pick fast, you're going to have to choose between good and cheap. Okay. Um, But you're going to sacrifice the other one. So if you want it fast and good, it's not going to be cheap. Right. And if you want it good and cheap, it's not going to be fast. Okay. And so you pick two of the three, right? And so we know that those that do pictures like that, where they print them off quickly, they're probably cheap. I mean, the ink is cheap. The paper is cheap. The service is cheap. Welcome to the Light and Dark Podcast, where you can grow your community, build your business, and have fun doing it. I'm Rachel Driscoll. And I am John Mansfield. We are two wedding photographers forging our way in these sometimes lonely places of the entrepreneurial world, looking for a way to create community and a feeling of belonging. Deciding to join forces, we began our journey to teach a workshop that was inclusive of our very different yet equally creative styles, leading to the undertaking of the Light and Dark Workshop. Wanting to help more creatives than we could face-to-face, we decided to take our collective experience and start a podcast. And here we are today. If you're a creative entrepreneur looking for community and education, you've come to the right place. So grab a cup of coffee. Or a Red Bull. And buckle up for today's episode. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to our episode today. We would love it if you would take just a few seconds and click over to the library on your podcast app. The iTunes app actually would be the one to use and go over to shows, scroll down till you get to our podcast, Light and Dark Photography Podcast, and then scroll to the bottom of that and you can see where it says ratings and reviews. If you wouldn't mind taking just a few seconds to write a little review for us and, you know, maybe hit that five star. Um, That would mean the world to us. Thank you so much, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Well, we're so excited for you guys to join us today. Um, We have a special guest today, Shannon Morton of Shannon Morton Photography. Um, She is local to the Brazos Valley. She's um, a newborn and family photographer and has been around for years and years. I've known Shannon for a while. Love her. Um, She specializes in in in-person sales. And so we're so excited to kind of pick her brain on how she decided to go with that model, what that looks like. And um, yeah, and just kind of go from there. But Shannon, will you tell us a little bit about who you are, like maybe a little personal background, like your family and and, and how long you've been in business, that kind of thing. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'm sitting in my office too. So you may get a real close-up personal look <laughs> at my family life here in a minute. But um, anyway, so yeah, I am a wife of 20 years um, and then a mom of three kiddos. Our oldest is 15. It's a girl. Um, and then our next is 12, another girl. And then I have a son who's 10. And actually, I think right behind me is a picture. So let's do that, shall we? That would make <laughs> yeah. sense. Yes. Yeah, for those who are alive. Picture. There you go. Those are some cuties right there. um, Yes, I took that picture. Yes, I printed it through my lab. Yes, it's in my office. (laughs) Exactly where it should be. Dang it. I actually do it for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, so yeah, so um, I got into business. Actually, really when that my son 
at a, right around the time that he was born. And really, um, it's been about 10 years that I've been in business. Um, I really, though, didn't start doing in-person sales and things until like about seven years ago. So about three years into it. And there was a very definitive reason why I made that decision um, and was very nervous in making that decision. But um, we kind of launched into to where we are now and, and the studio that we have and the team and um, having an associate photographer. What's that? I mean, just yep. all the Yeah, you do all the things. Yeah, all the things. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I remember finding, it, was, it must have been about six or seven years ago. I remember finding you when I was doing uh, newborn and family pictures wanting, and because I did the in-person sales model when I was doing that um, for a while as well. And I think um, you helped me through a lot of all that. We met oh, a few times. And I remember <laughs> outside somebody's yeah. house. Like, what was that? Where were we? I don't even know. I don't even know. That's a random memory. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do remember um, talking to you about that and yeah. really trying to help you get there because it is a process. And yeah. Also, yeah. Oh, great test of perseverance. Freeze? Yes. Yeah. Freeze for just oh. a second. We're, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I just said it's a great test of perseverance. Um, yeah. Really, I think owning a business is in general. Those who are willing to persevere through difficult things will continue to grow. Um, mm -hmm. And those who want to give up eventually yeah. do, you know, but not everything is easy. And that's the same, the same is true with IPS. Yeah, totally. So um, you said you had a specific reason why you um, decided to do in-person sales. So can you enlighten us on why you just chose that model? Yeah, <laughs> yes, I would be happy to enlighten you on that because it's probably something that even a young photographer, a hobbyist photographer might hear maybe when they're like a year or two into doing things. And that was this. We love all the pictures you've taken for us. We just we love every single one of them. I, I, I'm so embarrassed to admit we haven't done anything with them. Mm hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, even though they love them uh, at a minimum, um, they did nothing with them. Um, they got them, they looked at them on their computer and then they got busy or distracted or, you know, put it in a drawer and said, okay, I'll come back to it. I'll write it on my calendar. I'll write it on my to-do list. I'll sit down and I'll make that time that it takes. Cause it does take time. It's the same process and it's, it's difficult because you are ciphering through, um, which of these do I really love and want to actually spend money to invest. Even if you're doing it yourself from a USB, you're still having to make those decisions and pay for it. Um, that's a minimum. The next step is um, I, I maybe posted them on Facebook and I made that my digital gallery and that's all I did with them. And I often will tell clients, that's a lot of money to spend for 15 minutes of fame because you're going to post your beautiful baby today. Two days later, somebody else is going to post their beautiful baby and yeah. so on and so on. And you spent $900 for 15 minutes of fame. That's not, yeah. wasn't your best investment. You know, um, whereas you could have spent less and had something in your home that you'll enjoy every single day. So yeah, absolutely. Those are, those are tough, tough things, tough things to have to kind of think through. But um, it was really that decision point of like, I don't think I'm serving my clients the best I can by only giving them the digitals and then saying good luck, you know. Um, so. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Yeah, because like the lifetime of those photos is so short when it's just uploaded to social media or sitting on your computer in some folder. And uh, and as 
as photographers, we don't want, like, we want those photos to live on. And, uh, you know, yeah. I have photos from uh, my parents whenever I was a kid uh, that are, are passed down. Like, they gave me, um, like, a bunch of photos whenever uh, my, my wife and I had uh, our first. And they're like, here, here's, like, some, some copies of photos that we have of you as a kid. I was like, this is great, because you can, like, the lifetime of those photos is much longer than if they had just posted on whatever the equivalent of social media would have been <laughs> in the 80s. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, I love that. And I feel like as photographers, we want that for our, our clients um, that, that they don't just yeah. uh, have pretty photos, but that those photos are able to, to live on longer and longer. Agree. But yeah. yeah. So, so Shannon, what got you into photography? Oh, taking it way back. Yeah, way on, <laughs> way on back to the beginning. <laughs> the very beginning. <laughs> um, so, aforementioned children. Um, so, when the first, when the first one was born, my parents gave us y'all that silver like point and shoot where you hold down the button oh, and you yeah. wait for three seconds. You're like, it's going to take it. Yeah. Don't move. Don't move. Don't, you know? Um, and so I have one of those and man, I was taking pictures all the time of that thing. Oh, rats. You know, it'd been fun as if I got out the first, um, announcement picture, the Ann Getty style that I did for my firstborn. That was, that was like, I will. I'm going to post it on my social media. Like this is my very first newborn. Yeah, dude. You should. Yes. Um, so that was with that silver point and shoot. And then I realized when I was having my second one, now that I had a toddler and I was going to have a baby that there's no way this thing is sufficient. I, I, I won't be able to take fast enough pictures. The toddler is running everywhere yeah. and the baby is going to be like, you know, how they are with their arms um, and their legs too. But um, yeah, so I just realized that I wanted to go ahead and save up my money. I saved my birthday money, my Christmas money. And then in the beginning of 2008, uh, bought my first digital camera. Is that right? Yes, that's when she was born. <laughs> um, so that was 12 years ago. I bought the first one. Um, and really, honestly, it was just out of a desire to capture my own children, as so many moms do when they start a business mm -hmm. like this. Um, just a love for my own babies um, and a desire to, to produce memories because I knew how fast it would go having a second one, you know. Right. Um, I just I wanted to be able to remember, like you said, John, I wanted to be able to print those things out. I was still doing scrapbooks, not actual scrapbooks, but more like like a photo book, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I print those little four by sixes and slide them in the mm -hmm. sleeve and <laughs> yeah. lay them out, you know. Yeah, so. me too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, find those books anymore they don't people don't sell those no uh, you no, used to could just no. pick them up from like target or hobby lobby and they just don't have them anymore because nobody does that anymore no. <laughs> so, yeah anyway so that's a great question but that's how it got started okay and, uh, that's awesome yeah, yeah. so did that's... you start in-person sales right away when you started or did you start with digitals how did that kind of go that's a great question and i did start with digitals and i, I do think it's fair to say that you know, IPS doesn't have to be a, an all or nothing. It doesn't have to be black or white, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, there is a place for digitals. I don't want to completely say, like, let's not have them at all, and you can only print your prints. I, that's that's not realistic, right, in the day that we're in. Yeah. The yeah. balance of that is also, can you name the last time you went on Facebook and looked at a picture from two years ago that Time Hop didn't show you? Do you know what I'm saying? No, you probably don't go back and look at your albums. 
you probably don't go back and pull out the USBs to order from them or look mm -hmm. through them. Maybe you have a digital picture frame, but probably you really just want to show your friends and the, uh, the digital way is the quickest way to do that. That's fine. I get it. That's great. Um, but it really was, um, and now I've even forgotten your question, but um, I think it was something about um, IPS and why. Did you start, uh, how did, did you start with how did I get started? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think most hobbyists, when they get started, and a hobbyist I would define as somebody who really is just beginning, um, and that's okay. The expert started as a beginner. Um, yeah, you know, they start, they, they're interested in photography, they love photography, they love to provide memories, and they want to do that for other people. And so the easiest way for them to start is to, to do that. Um, there does come, I feel like, a crossroads at some point where you mm -hmm. have to decide, am I a hobbyist or am I truly a professional? Because I don't think somebody simply selling digitals for $150 really can classify themselves as a professional. They're still really quite a hobbyist, and it's okay for them to be in that place. But when they're ready to take the next step, they really need to consider, especially if they've gotten good and they've been, they're getting a lot of customers. Mm -hmm. um, you know, what what is this pathway that I'm on? And so that's what happened to me. I had to decide somewhere around, y'all, somewhere around year two or three, I was like, I cannot photograph newborns. I had already had two of them, but I was like, I cannot. These <laughs> they're hard. They're yeah. like. They're mean. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> and it's they really hard. Me and they pee on me. And they I was going to oh, say, yeah. I mean, they do kind of, yeah, make messes mm. all over you. <laughs> With yeah. No shame. Yeah. You know, they do not care. <laughs> yeah, and like when, when I was doing newborns in my first few years, I, I was structuring them as any old shoot. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'll be there for an hour. And oh, no. I'll take these photos, and I quickly learned like you cannot do anything with newborns no. in an hour because. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, uh, I think a a mini newborn session is kind of a funny, funny joke. <laughs> oh, no. yeah. is, it rarely really works safe. out that that yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah it has to just be like all the stars have to align for that's you to right. be able to get anything done in an hour. It's yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really true. So, but yeah, I almost gave up on that and I almost kind of gave up on photography because um, I, yeah, I just was like, I, I, I came to a crossroads, just like I said, I just came to a place where I realized I'm going to have to make some really critical decisions about, am I serious that I'm in business or am I just kind of tootling around, you know? Um, and that was really kind of the crux of me taking off and, and really Shannon Moore photography kind of the, the genesis of what it is now was, you know, I went and I sought out the training from multiple nationwide sources um, that knew how to do newborn photography well and make it look beautiful like art. Um, and then I also really dove into the idea of how do you do IPS? I got sample products. I took some workshops. I talked to those mentors, you know, how do you structure things? How can I do that? And I, I decided, you know, I kind of drew a line in the sand for myself. And <laughs> I said, yeah. June of what year was that? Oh, y'all. June of 2013, anybody that has a due date after that and acquires, I'm going to tell them this is how I do things. And if it does, if it's not a match, it's not a match. That's okay. Yeah. Um, but if it is a match, I, this is how we start doing things. And that from that date on, I haven't done it any other way. Um, yeah. I've changed the products I've offered. I've increased prices or I've done away with products or, um, 
you know, definitely hopefully increase our service and our quality of um, product and image, but pretty much stayed the course since then and have had to persevere through a number of people saying, telling me you're too expensive. This is ridiculous. I can find things, I can find pictures elsewhere for cheaper. Um, you're the only one that does it this way, which is not true. That's okay. I've never heard of anybody else doing it this way. I mean, just lots of naysayers. And that's why it is important to have an attitude of perseverance. And that attitude comes from the knowledge that what I'm doing is best serving my client. And in the end, that's what's most important to me. And so that's why I can persevere through this because I don't, it doesn't really matter to me if we're not a match because I know that there are people who do find me to be a match. And so those are the ones I work with, you know? Yeah. Your ideal client, just like we've talked yeah. about before, repelling and, uh, you know, what, what is, what is my saying that I say? <laughs> Attracting and repelling. Attracting like and you, repelling. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's a good thing in business. Like you want your website, you want your inquiries, you want all of that to either attract or repel. And, uh, it's hard when you're first starting and you see like, and you change things up and you see a lot of repelling at first, but I'm sure for you now, like most people know that's the way you do it. So I, I, guessing that you don't get inquiries very often where they are expecting anything other than in-person sales. Is that I don't think they know what to expect. So it's really? I mean, our repeat clients do, and we are very, very sure. blessed that we have a number of repeat clients now who actually know the process so well that, you know, we can really almost just kind of book them over the phone and they're like, okay, we'll see you then. I mean, they, they yeah. don't, wonder about it anymore right but that yeah. comes from years of doing it right so yeah the front end if anybody's looking to start ips you know you've really got to know your process and and know how to educate your client on how to do the process um even yeah. today i was working with a mama um and you know all this COVID stuff i've seen a lot of uh, last minute newborn bookings you know so the baby's already born you know, so can we get right. in, you know? Um, and so we tried to accommodate as many as we can. And we accommodated one of those today. I was so happy to do it. I mean, she's a precious woman, precious baby. Uh, the baby was a 10, uh, did not poop or pee or spit up on me at all. So nice. That is I know, rare. Slept the whole time. <laughs> um, but even in that, in a last minute booking, you know, I really have to educate on the process and I've, I've honed in on how to do that and how to really, what are the key talking points that I need to give? Um, mm. What do I need to show them? What do I need to make sure I outlined as expectations? And how are we going to serve you through that process? How, what are you going to get by going yeah. through this process? So, um, but it's critical to educate. Yeah. Yeah. So with your so, in-person, oh, sorry, John, you go ahead. Oh, no, go, go for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I was just going to say with in-person sales and with everything going on at the moment, how, how have you kind of, pivoted, I would assume a little bit at least to try to accommodate for sure. what's happening right now. Absolutely. And, you know, during that season when everything was going on, I mean, we kind of, I told people said, you know, um, we're all doing stuff during that season and, you know, because we could be outdoors and I have to stand that far apart from you for my camera and my link anyway, um, to take the kind of picture I want to take, like I, I can be apart from you. So we basically, you know, during this period with clients really kind of asked each one, how are you feeling? What would you like to do? Um, we had some that wanted to pause until the fall and some that said, let's move forward. It's fine. Um, Similarly, with our IPS process, we did many, many over-the-phone ordering sessions. Uh, to be honest, it's not as ideal um, because right. there is value in the client touching and feeling the product that's going to be yeah. similarly hanging in their own home or in their own hands. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the value of having samples and showing them things in person. Um, 
but we've been able to kind of come back to a, a normal where um, as long as we're across the table and we wipe things down, which we do, you know, all the time, um, mm -hmm. then we feel good about being in person. It, if someone is really uncomfortable, then we're happy to do something over the phone. Um, and even with out-of-time clients, we do stuff on the, over the phone all the time as a regular course. But mm -hmm. um, we just try, we're just trying to be flexible, right? We're just, yeah. again, in an effort to serve the client. Where are you in the process of all of this stuff that's going on? Um, and what would be best for you. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you talked about like educating uh, your clients for like the whole process and everything. Um, and, and we understand the value of prints um, and, and all that. How would you recommend going about like educating your clients either through like copy on your website or through uh, communication with them prior to booking, like even through booking uh, and before the in-person sales, like uh, really, really educating them and showing them the importance of having their photos printed rather than just a USB with everything on there? Yeah, that's a great question, John. Um, you know, one of the things I love to do when I first talk to somebody over the phone, just to see if we're a match, um, is just to really ask them, what are you looking for? Because a lot of times, either they don't know, um, and so I can kind of help them think through what are they looking for, and that's a great time to educate them. Um, mm -hmm. And as far as what we do in our process, the kind of things that we sell, the value, you know, the fact that our products have a lifetime guarantee, which is not something you would necessarily get from, say, one of the wow. big W's um, <laughs> or something right. else. Yeah. No. Uh -huh. um, but anyway, so we, we try to do that. Um, and then if they if they do know what they're looking for and they are looking for product um, or at least a printed version of this, um, then we say, well, you know what, you, you'll be so happy with these products. These are the best we can find nationwide. And some of even the, the resource and the materials are, are international because that's the best we could find, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so I guarantee that you're going to love it. And again, if it's not your, your favorite, then let us know. We always take care of the clients um, and have had to replace things from time to time because life is life, you know, um, but educating them on the quality of the product is critical. Um, and then how much happier they'll be, honestly, when it's off their to-do list. Um, it's, it's funny how much time is actually a component in the process. Because if you think about it, a lot of times the reason why the USB falls to the bottom of the to-do list is because of time. Um, mm, yep. um, yep. And they know that they're going to have to sit and make decisions. And who in the world has an hour and a half when they're at home uninterrupted that yep. they yeah. can sit and do that and focus on that? Yes. Yeah, push back and push back. Oh, yep. yes. But the other thing I like to say is that as a professional, just like somebody who is a professional hair salon person, um, somebody you know who makes a terrific steak, a chef who makes a terrific steak. These are service industries, and part of what you're paying is for the expertise. Like, mm -hmm. do you, does a client understand cropping ratios or how yes. to make a canvas go over the side and not crop off the head? You know, mm -hmm. these are things that actually are skills that are part of experience that I actually can provide for you and make the process a lot easier for you instead yeah. of you having a USB trying to figure it out or what size looks good on your wall or how to make mm -hmm. a collage or how to incorporate these photos with what's existing. These are all things that as an expert I do, you wouldn't expect at a salon for them to give you the hair dye and say, now go home, go figure that out, you know, or the snake person to say, here's the raw meat, here's the seasoning I use, there you go, <laughs> go figure it out. I mean, uh -huh. that's yeah. not, those are experts in what they do. And I also yeah. am an expert in what I do, as you guys are. And so it's my job to help. That's what I do best. 
yeah. yeah. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, I know, especially like with, you mentioned cropping ratios, because that was a big thing the first couple of years or so, where I would have people emailing me back and, and they were like, hey, I tried to print this photo uh, as an 8x10, but it ended up like chopping off the top of my head. Uh, you know, how did you print it or how can you print it without it doing that? I'm like, well, you gotta you gotta move that around because that's not a, a eight by ten image. Yeah, um, yeah like I, yeah. Well, because the average person doesn't realize that our cameras take everything in a four by six ratio, and that right. the standard sizing is not typically a four by six ratio for anything right. over a four by six. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah. I've always found that really interesting. That like yeah. you know the the standard sizing is a sixteen by twenty instead of the sixteen by twenty four that it's shot in. Like right. why is that standard? Whatever. Right. <laughs> I heard a discussion of that a few years ago, but I can't remember. So I, I can't. I will not do that. But there's a reason why. Um, so, I'm sure there is. Yeah. To know those things. Yeah. Or yeah. to know that the industry standard for a standalone art piece is a 16 by 20 on a wall. You put right. anything else smaller than that on the wall, and you'll say, "Oh dear." That looks really it's, tiny. On my yep. Yeah. You know? Unless yeah. you have like a big collage of several of them. <laughs> Even yeah, then, it just gonna, looks small. If it's going to yeah. go in a collage, but if it's a standalone, then there yes. actually is standard, you know? Mm -hmm. So yep. just like all those things. And um, so, yeah, I, that's that's so critical to work with somebody who knows those things and can coach you. The other thing is, is that well, I think what our clients love is that, um, you know, when they come and they have their in-person ordering session, um, they spend that hour and a half with us. It's focused. They bring their kids all the time. Anyway, it's focused. We help them. We're there to guide them, give feedback, answer questions. And then honestly, once they leave and they pay for their order, it really is like, whew, that is off my plate. And now all I get to do or all I get to wait for is just the stuff to come in. I get to enjoy it, hand it out, put it on my wall look at it and it's done it's completely yeah. done whereas folks that get the usb that's they don't really get that sense of accomplishment you know mm -hmm. um, yeah. that's right it's worth something you know yeah it definitely is i know like even as like we took our kids uh you know during quarantine we were like we know of this this uh uh, blue bonnet field we're just gonna go there we're gonna take our own photos i brought a tripod because couldn't really you know hire anyone in march when everyone was on <laughs> so and uh and yeah we took our own photos but then it was probably a month later before we printed anything <laughs> because i had them on the computer and we were so excited and we we're like all right yeah we definitely want to print this one this one's going to go over the couch this one's going to go in the hallway yeah. this is going to be good and then it was like three weeks later, we finally sat down yeah. and we're like, okay, what size is and what, you know, do we want to put this one here? Do we want this one black and white? All those kind of things. Um, um, and I can only imagine for a non-photographer client, uh, just getting getting all their images either online where they download them onto their computer and then they're like all right cool let's go like we want to print these for our house but then have no idea about uh about like the the 16 by 20 uh industry standard for like a sand standalone over mm. their couch or something like that um or on a mantle or whatever and they're like uh eight eight by ten should be good i don't know and then you get it and it looks tiny and it's like well we just wasted money on an eight by ten because now and it's just kind of defeating 
I would imagine, uh, yeah, going I would through imagine. all that. And there's, uh, I mean, like you said earlier that, uh, once you get that USB, there's more steps That's to right. do on your own. Uh, well, so. and you know, when you're ordering through a professional photographer, um, mm -hmm. Let's just talk about labs for a minute. Let's do, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, because um, those who are not professional photographers don't have access to the kind of labs that we have access to and the, the type of um, quality that we have access to where is, you know, as somebody who's just getting a USB, um, where do they typically order things from? what Walgreens, Walmart, mm -hmm. Costco, Sam's, you know, those kinds of places. And, um, they're not printed with the care and love that the professional labs are printed with. <laughs> they're usually on like auto and who knows what you're going to actually end up with. Probably not the best quality paper or the best quality, like ink, those kinds of things that all make such a big difference. And mm -hmm. I know for like, uh, one of the, I, I'll, I'll never forget the first, um, family portrait session that we got done was when I was pregnant with Kennedy. So this was back in 2009 or well, it was 2008 actually. So I was still pregnant with her and she was born in January. And, um, and I printed off, you know, prints from like Walgreens for my parents and my mom still has what I put together, like a, a frame, you know, with three, um, five by sevens that I had printed. And those things are so discolored and like awful. <laughs> I mean, they weren't great to begin with, but now like I look at them and I was like, I, oh, can you just take that down? <laughs> terrible. Oh, I did that for my mother-in-law. She had a print that I, before I knew, I had somebody take pictures of us when I just had the first one and she was three. And so I got them printed at the big W and um, yep. they turned magenta. Yeah. Literally, they turned yeah. magenta and, and they were in a frame. So it wasn't air exposure. They were in a, a front room, but they weren't in direct sunlight. They were actually on a bookshelf like this, but like back in the, back in the yeah. thing. And it wasn't even facing the window. Um, and they turned magenta. So I, you know, it's funny you say that. I often tell people, Here, here's what's going on at a professional lab versus Walgreens, right? Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. In fact, there's so many things I can say right now. My brain is just exploding. Right. Um, but a lot of people talk about the triangle, and I should probably draw it out, but like good, fast, and cheap, basically. Mm. Um, most people say that in house buying um, and in any service, you can pick two of the three, okay? Yep. So if you're going to pick fast, you're going to have to choose between good and cheap. Okay, um, but you're going to sacrifice the other one. So if you want it fast and good, it's not going to be cheap. Right. And if you want it good and cheap, it's not going to be fast. Okay. Yep. And so you pick two of the three, right? And so we know that it, those that do pictures like that, where they print them off quickly, they're probably cheap. I mean, the ink yes. is cheap, the paper is cheap, the service is cheap. One of the things that's different about some of those um, kind of quickie labs, if you will, and a true professional lab is the idea of calibration. And this mm. is an important talking point when you're doing IPS and helping and educating a client. So calibration of the monitor um, as you guys know, is basically making sure that all the colors that I see as a photographer is what it's going to print. I compare it to tuning a piano, okay? Yeah. So when I tune a piano, I'm making sure that all the keys are going to play the notes that I think they're going to play. And that's true with my monitor. And so I calibrate my monitor as a professional on a monthly basis. Some really intense people do it a lot more often, and I probably should do it more often, but, um, you know, 
that's something that is, is new to a, a non-photographer and that's okay because yeah. it helps them to understand why getting a professional is important. The other thing that's important about that is that the labs, especially some of the ones that I work with, they calibrate an hourly basis. Their, their machines that are printing because yeah. they want to make sure that the colors that they that you sent in is exactly what's going to print and they're constantly looking at those and and sometimes I'll have I'll get stuff from a lab and I'll have a sticker on there that says remake because it didn't whatever printed the first time wasn't up to snuff and they wanted to print it again no cost to me and no cost to my client they want to make sure that yeah. if they put their name on it that it's good quality that's not going to happen at one of the big w's um they're not there to calibrate i'm not even sure they know what calibration might be um, exactly. in fact i feel yeah. like i asked them one time and they're like <laughs> they were like i don't think we do that i'm like yeah i, I, I don't, yeah, think, I don't you think you do, do either yeah, well, because those who are working at those at those photo labs are not trained professionals in that they're right. just people who are yeah. working for the company and they just got assigned to that section so it's it's not like i mean I'm sure they're trained on how to use the, you know, the machine in general, but they're, they're not professional, like photo yeah. printers. Like they're, that's not, they, they well, that's not the point for. of that print, right? That's not the point of that print. That print that is for a quick thing that you're going to maybe have as a snapshot or put yes. somewhere, or you just need a quick print for, I don't even know, like yeah. Uh, yeah. a passport photo. Like you, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Like you, yeah. it's not a family portrait that you're going to hang yes. on the wall. That's not really the point of those, those guys. Um, not everybody sees it that way because of money, and I understand that. Um, but that's also where I have to educate and help folks understand. You know, like you said, John, I just go back to what you said many, many times, and that's just, you know, what would you like to last? You know, in five or ten years from now, will you remember the amount of money that you spent, or will you be so thankful for that print of that family member mm -hmm. who passed away? Or that yeah. season of life that you can't get back except for through that printed memory because the thing is 15 years ago we were using diskettes do you guys remember what diskettes are mm -hmm. like that little square thing <laughs> are you trying oh, like like the the floppy disk but the like the, the is that what you're no that was longer ago these were like those firmer little squares yeah. um, that had okay. like the silver part at the top yeah. mm -hmm. that's how we were storing things with memory um, in a, from a yes. computer diskette. Oh, yeah. That was only 15 years ago. Right. It was only eight years ago that we stopped using CDs. Yeah. Um, and so now we use USBs. So soon we'll move to the cloud and so on and so forth. So digital, although has a value, I could have a printed family photo from 15 years ago that still looks good and it would never have changed course. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. oh, digital absolutely. things change all the time, all the time. But a printed family photo has a value that will supersede, actually will grow in value over time mm -hmm. um, because of the oh, people in it and the season that it represents. So. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah I mean, that, that reminds me of um, when, I was in, when I was in college, I had a, a, a Photoshop course, and they were teaching um, how to retouch old um, old printed images and I had asked my grandparents for some and there was one of my grandmother she was about 16 and it was a really great photo I don't she didn't know she couldn't remember who took it uh, but it was it was like a friend who had a camera she was like a black backdrop and like it was a really really stunning headshot mm -hmm. but it had cracks and dust and stuff all over it just because of the years, yeah. but the quality of the print was still fantastic because yeah. uh, it was printed well and it wasn't, you know, a 19 cent Walgreens 
four by six. Um, and, and it was cool. I was able to like scan it in and, uh, it, it worked really, really well. And it was, it was fun. Um, after going through all the Photoshop techniques, printing it wow. again, again on high quality printer paper, um, and then bringing that back to her and like showing her everything without all the, um, all the wear and tear on it. But, um, but yeah, it, it reminded me of that, how, uh, that those, like you said, the, those prints, uh, will, will gain in value over the years. Yeah. Uh, cause yeah. that I'm sure was a really important print for her when she was 16. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, as she was, you know, 60, 70, giving that to me, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure that was like, it meant a lot more because it's like, Oh, this is, this is my history. This is, uh, this is me, you know, decades ago. Um, but if, if you have uh, a very, I think we have, we have cheap, uh, Walgreens prints, uh, that, that we printed, you know, back in, like we printed our engagement photos on, uh, at, Walgreens uh and they're not good uh I mean the like the photos are good uh but the prints prints are not good uh-huh. lesson if you're watching this you did an amazing job she's like, uh, yeah she's like, good job. Uh, but um but yeah like the prints that we have of those they're they're not great quality one of them was kind of like uh a little bit uh pixelated mm-hmm. for some reason even though um they were you know high definition uh, high resolution prints or uh, files that we sent um so i don't know it, it just kind of goes to show that there's so many differences between um a 20 cent four by six from a corner store where the guy who's operating the machine was just you know, restocking the Arizona green tea. Because <laughs> I've asked, yeah. I've asked questions before. I mean, we had um, a wedding show in March, and I forgot to order uh, a little sign. And it was just like one of my photos, but then it said all her photography on it. And I was going to have that on a table. And I forgot to print it with all of my other things. I was like, that's cool. I'll just, you know, Walgreens this one. It's not going to, I'm not going to keep it longer than this. Yeah this wedding show but I got there and no one was back there and they like they called one of the guys who was stocking the shelves and he came over and and then he was like um yeah I don't really know how to run this thing but um awesome let me let me let me try this and then he was like oh no sorry could you use a four by six instead I was like no no I can't I really need that eight by ten that I bought um but yeah it's a like you're not going to find that at the professional labs uh, because those people, they know what they're doing and they're hired yeah. for a reason. And, and they're trained. They're yeah. yeah. They're, they're right. not stocking shelves in between print orders yeah. uh, mm-hmm. unless they're stocking, you know, orders for prints to go out. <laughs> hey y'all quick break to share with you someone that I use every single week in my business. And that is ShipStation. Their web-based shipping app that makes shipping your products and prints super easy. And they offer integration for your e-commerce site so you can automatically create printing labels as soon as your customer purchases, which is pretty awesome. Your membership also comes with a free Stamps.com account, making it even more valuable. 
You can print labels and ship directly from your doorstep. No more dealing with lines at the post office or trying to figure out those kiosks. Now you can easily spoil your clients with welcome gifts, send out print orders, and deliver those beautiful albums that they will love forever. So head on over to lightdarkco.com slash shipstation for your free 30-day trial. That's lightdarkco.com slash shipstation and get ship done. So Shannon, would you be able to walk us through kind of a workflow of like from the time you don't have to give us all your, all your spiels or secrets or anything like that, but just, just like a, a workflow of like from the time somebody inquires, like what that kind of looks like for you and your studio to the time that they, their product is delivered. Yeah. Are you talking about as far as like timeline for that or more like, yeah. Or like oh, what ahead. you, yeah, like, like somebody inquires, like, do you send them an email with like information or what that looks, or do they have to do an in-person consultation first or over the phone or any of that type of thing, then the yeah. shoot, then, then how the consultation, all that kind of stuff. Right, right, right. So, you know, I don't, it doesn't matter to me how somebody inquires. So, you know, we, somebody will start, you know, the process, however they enter the process is great. So if they want to text me, uh, that doesn't happen as often, but you know, Instagram message, Facebook message, um, of course, repeat clients, you know, they contact whoever they're going to, they might straight up phone call, website, I'll take it all. It's like a funnel, right? Yeah, I just take, yeah. Come on, come on, you know, come to me. <laughs> um, once I do that, once I kind of collect them through the funnel, um, then my goal is to get them on the phone somehow because um, we, we tend to trust our instincts, uh, engaging another person, right? Um, So I I gauge you or I judge you to be trustworthy by your tone of voice, the word choice you have, the things you said to me, how you care about me, all these things, right? Um, And the second best way to do that is through a phone call. The best way is face-to-face. And so I try to utilize both of those in the process because um, people want to know that that you're trustworthy. And so as much as I would love to just spill all the beans right up front, um, I find it to be more effective to see if I can talk to them on the phone. Once we've done that, if it looks like it's a match and I kind of help work through any objections they have or questions they may have about the process or, you know, what is your pricing? How does this work? Um, If they would like to move forward, then we do move to the best uh, gauge, which is meeting in person for that consult. And I make it really clear at that time. That's when the client books the session. They pay the fee to work with us. And then officially they're on our calendar and they want to do that sooner rather than later since we do sell out um, certain months of the year, um, especially with babies. I don't know if you know, but actually babies are born at certain peak times of the year. So we can talk about that later <laughs> and, and why that is. Um, anyway, um, so, um, I can probably take a guess. <laughs> you could probably guess. Um, once, we, once we have them booked, then from there, basically, depending on what type of session is and how quickly it's coming up, um, they're going to start getting a series of emails from us to help them prepare for the session, no matter what kind it is. Um, baby, maternity, family. Uh, the associate photographer I have is a graduating senior photographer, so she has a lot of prep work that she needs to help them work through. Um, so, anyway, so they start getting all those emails, and then we have the session. Um, and about a week later, we really do, again, in that good, fast, cheap, we try to be good and fast. So about a week later, they get to come back and review their images, and that is the in-person sales session. Um, they meet with a team member. Um, usually not the photographer who took them. Um, we try to separate that out a little bit, mostly for the client's sake. So the client doesn't have to be like, I don't really like this one. And they're sitting across from the person who took the picture. That's a little awkward, you know? Um, 
it wasn't always that way. I, I learned that as a valuable um, tip, probably about year one to year one and a half doing IPS, that it would be better if I was not the one selling things um, mm. because then they could be a little bit more objective. And also when you have a salesperson who has no like emotional attachment to the picture, say that's a really good picture of you. You can trust that more than me saying that's a really good picture I took. You look like really good in that picture. Because um, maybe I like twenty places. copies of this one. That's right, <laughs> um, for sure. At you know twenty dollars a pop. Um, so anyway, so yeah. So once they have that in-person sales session, then we do try to return their product within about two to three weeks of them ordering, just because. Um, it's critical that they have a, a favorable experience and that experience is not over until they get their product in hand. Mm -hmm. So they may have had a great beginning part of the process, even all the way through until the sales. But if they don't get that product, basically the clock starts ticking once I have their money. And if they don't get it back in a way that they think is quick enough, they're, it's all downhill. So yeah. um, that's why we work really fast to get everything back. Very cool. So yeah, awesome. that's kind of how that goes. <laughs> that's great <laughs> so for everyone who's who's listening that's like okay i'm gonna start ips like immediately um but we are in the middle of a pandemic where we cannot uh necessarily meet in person too well what um what tips or like uh maybe even like software or something you would recommend because uh, i know like for me i don't really have a studio i'm in one of our bedrooms right now um so we don't have like, like this is what a 16 by 20. I mean, I could go grab yeah. one of ours or something uh, as a sample to just hold up on a Zoom conference. Um, but what would you recommend? Because I know that there's certain softwares out there where you can actually like take a photo of their living room or something and then uh, and then put those up there. Yeah, that's a great question. So um, I have, I'm going to answer directly your question and then I'm going to backtrack a little bit on how to get to your question. Does that sound good? Yeah, um, sure. The, the direct answer to your question, there's a couple of them that I know. Uh, Shoot and Sell is a great one. Proofshare is a great one. Actually, there's a great lab. Uh, it's called White House Custom Color. You can actually do that through their website. Um, so there's a lot of options like that. Of course, you have to be selling their products. <laughs> so there's kind right. of a... Yeah, there's that. Um, which, that's fine. That's which they're a great fine. lab, yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Um, before, but they're a great lab. <laughs> they're a great lab, yeah, absolutely. Um, before you get to that step, I think the first thing, if, because people are all in different places, and I want to reiterate again, you know, IPS does not necessarily mean only prints. You know, it just means... We, we recognize that digitals have a place, but we also want to encourage you to print them well because we know you will enjoy them longer, um, the quality will be better, and you'll actually have the process done. Um, and so those are three great benefits that you get when you go through this process with us or any studio that does IPS because um, you actually, the, the enjoyment of them is is greater than simply putting them on a social media platform. Now, the way to start 
with that, if you're, say you're at squares, square one, square zero, I don't know, anyway, you're at the beginning, um, the best place to start is to figure out what you want to sell. And so um, figuring out which kind of labs you want to work with, um, there's some great ones out there and there's some that are still learning their, their process. Yeah. Um, but what do you want to sell? Because if you don't love what you sell, you will not be able to gush over it. Mm -hmm. And you want to gush over your products to your clients because you have curated them from everything that's available and you are convinced these are the products that you will truly enjoy from there you've got to figure out pricing um, and I don't agree that it all depends on your market um, I think it depends on who you are um, can you sell these products to people because again step one you love them um, and there's a value in them y'all I have clients that save money to work with me they save their money. And do you know how seriously I take their session? Because I want to make sure that that money that they save mm. is worth it. You know, that whatever sacrifice they made is worth it. And I have clients that are in big homes and I have clients that come from out of town and I have clients that come from some of the surrounding areas of the Brazos Valley, which are typically rural, you guys know. Um, so it, I don't think that it's about being in one geographical area. It's about, are you good at your craft and are you passionate about the products that you sell? Because because you believe in them. Um, from there, it's a matter of finding finding the labs um, that will make the products, um, you've got to price yourself, um, and you've got to figure out, you know, even if I'm not, if I, if I don't have a studio, how can I show the product to the client in a way that would speak to them? Do I go to their homes? Because John, that's something that you could do. I used to do that when I started. I would actually go to the client's homes. And what was so great about that is I could say, what are you gonna do with this wall right here? You know, this would be a great wall to have family pictures on. I could take my shoot and sell, I could take a picture of it, import the pictures and show them this is what this picture would look like at this size on this wall right here. Let's buy it, you know? Um, and I had to take samples, so I had my little bag and I slept to people's homes, but um, it was so good. It was so beautiful because I came into their area Mm -hmm. um, and of course, in the, the during the pandemic, you'd have to you know see how people feel about that. Um, but you can wear your mask. I mean, you're you're good. You know, wash your hands, sanitize up. You know, before and after. Um, yeah, and do something like that to help them see this is this would look so good in your home. But here's the bottom line: if you don't have samples, you will not sell anything because you cannot sell what you don't show. You have to show it to be able to sell it. And I know, I mean, not just at the eight by 10 size, you've got to be able to show it at the 16 by 20 and larger size or people aren't going to, there's no way for them to envision that, you know, Yeah. Um, and all the different products that you sell across the board. So that's what I would say to somebody who's starting out is, you know, kind of start with square one. Um, what do you want to sell? Got to figure out your pricing. And then you got to start making samples of your work and you'll, you'll make new samples over time because your work will get better. Um, and that's okay too. So that was a long answer. It was like a long no, answer. Good. That was great. That was <laughs> perfect. What is just, just a, what's your favorite product that you sell? Ooh, right now it's so hard because I would say our customer favorites and the, and I love this because I love them to begin with, but I don't think I have one. I have a big one out in my living room, but um, is a, we sell this um, barnwood frame, this handmade barnwood frame by these sweet people up in the, the northern part of the U.S. And they actually go out and reclaim the wood from old fences, old barns. So truly when you say reclaimed wood, it is literally he reclaimed it by going 
and hauling this wood in. They buy the wood awesome. and make frames out of them. So they're they're sturdy, they're durable. Plus, I'm supporting another small business, and I yes. love that. Um, yeah. Anyway, so we we make these cotton prints. We don't make them. The lab makes these cotton prints, um, and it literally. I want y'all to come see them. That the representation of the color is so vivid. The people seem like they're literally they they could jump off the page, um, like you could That's reach cool. into it and kind of like dive into it. The color is rich and beautiful, and it's just spot on. And so we sell a lot of those. Um, my absolute favorite item though, is probably our beautiful albums. I think because I, I could spend <laughs> the same amount on a USB or I could spend that on an album and I will look at that album. I'll display that album. My kids take that album down. They look through it. They look at the pictures of themselves and of our family. And then it's right there and they can put it back on the shelf again. They're not going to do that with my USBs. They're not going to be like, mom, can I see that? And I'm going to hook it into the computer. They're not going to do that. Um, plus the, yeah. the, that album, she's a sturdy old Gus. She's really like <laughs> thick pages, leather cover, genuine Italian leather. I mean, it just is glorious. So anyway. So, so with your um, albums or anything that you sell, do you offer like websized or anything so that they can, because you know, everybody's about sharing on social media today. Yeah, about share. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny. And this is true about IPS. You, you do have to develop over time. There was a season when we did offer that, um, but we started to notice that people were, um, and we, we charged a small amount for them so that it was still like worth their you know, investment. It wasn't for free, um, but their whole gallery is websites. But what we noticed is people were still printing the websites. Um, <laughs> um, oops. And so they weren't buying much of anything else because they were buying the websites um, and then printing them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, I didn't want to put a bunch of parameters like you have to spend this much of a minimum to get that. So I just was like, let's not, let's suspend those for a while. Maybe we'll bring them back. Um, but we have a couple packages that have different amounts of, of the images in them. So you don't have to buy all of them. You can buy a small portion of them. Okay. Um, and that seems to work as well. So, okay. yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. I also tell people, you take this like $600 handheld computer that you have right here, and if you hold it just right, you can take a really nice picture of your really good prints and put that that's online. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? That's true. Um, that's true. Well, why not? Nobody, nobody on Facebook cares. They don't care. They're just going to be like, a beautiful family, you know? So anyway, win-win. <laughs> and that was for free. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so for anyone looking for, um, looking for a like professional quality lab to print at, I know you mentioned a, a few earlier. Do you have any that you're like, these are, these are some great ones to check out? Like get some samples, hold them in your hands, see what yes. you like. Let me, can I do this too? Um, let me even say this because um, I'm also a fan of professional organizations. So um, the Professional Photographers of America, um, they do, they have a great conference every year in January. And this year it's going to be in Grapevine, as in Grapevine, Texas, oh. as in three hours away. Yeah. Normally it's in Nashville or, you know, uh, sometimes it's been in San Antonio, but the past few years it's been in Nashville, Atlanta. I mean, it's sometimes it's far away. You got to fly a hotel and hold it. Um, what's so great about their conferences, any of these labs I'm about to name, you can go up to their booth and touch and feel everything without ever buying it. 
um, which is so great because they can talk to you about their products. You can meet them in person. Sometimes they have a little coupon so you can get a sample for free, you know? Um, and so even though, you know, you may not be familiar, you in general may not be familiar with professional yeah. uh, photographers of America. It's such a great organization and you can go just as a one-off. You don't even have to, I think you can actually get by a pass to just go to the trade show. I don't even think you have to go to the Yeah, no, I think you're right. Yeah, Uh and we definitely, we recommend people joining the PPA for multiple reasons, but yeah, that's a great, great reason, yeah. So I highly encourage when it's going to be so close to us this year to go to that and and to see the products up close, but some of the labs that are usually at that, um, that I would also encourage you to consider, and you can look at their websites. Um, Certainly, we talked about WHCC, um, White House Custom Color, WHCC, Mm -hmm. they're a great one. Um, Pro DPI, uh, Pro DPI. that's a great one. Um, certainly I think of Miller's. Um, that's a classic one and one that's been around for a long time. Um, and they do a good job. I'm trying to think of some other ones just off the top of my head. Um, yeah, Miller's is the lab of my choice. I've been using them since I very first started. Good. They're terrific. I know. Yeah. They're really terrific. And they've got great turnaround time, too. Again, think about Me that. Too. You're, yeah. as a photographer, you're the same as your client, right? You're like, I paid money for that. Where is it? You know? Yep. Um, yeah. Yep. And if it takes yeah, a long time to start service to service is really great too. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, the uh, red, uh, red tree albums, their albums oh, are yeah. just glorious. They're, I mean, for a wedding photographer, especially oh, ooh, yeah. if your client's willing to lay down that money, there's nothing like those albums. I think personally, um, gosh, y'all I'm thinking of this one. I can't think of, I can see them at the trade show and I can't think of their name. They're like, right. Let me, let me look at my computer and all the little rows here. <laughs> um, you know, Simply Color Lab is a pretty decent one. Um, I don't always love their turnaround time. I don't want to badmouth them on the uh, podcast here necessarily, but, um, you know, um, that, those are some of the main ones I can think of right off the top of my head. But Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, cool. Yeah, and we'll um... – We'll we'll put a link to all those in the show notes, and then also to the uh, uh, the conference. Yeah, uh, that's later yeah. on this year, or is that next year? It'll be January. They've already got the dates out. Um, oh, nice. And hopefully, you know, everything going on won't won't delay that necessarily. It may change it a little bit, but mm-hmm. um, they may also more limit who can come. So yeah. signing up early would be. A good idea uh-huh. and they didn't pay me to say that i'm just telling you i've been <laughs> multiple times and yeah. it is well worth your money to go um yeah. to, to be there and learn i've learned so much from the different breakout speakers and the keynote speakers it just is totally worth your time so yeah i've heard really good things i've never been able to go because i always tend to be out of town or have a wedding or yeah. something around that date. The same with like WPPI. I've yeah. never been able to go and I've always, I've wanted to for yeah, years. Yeah, we were supposed to sign up for that this year. Uh. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> that they've, they've released, they should have released the 2020. I know, I, like as you were saying that, I was like, I need to look up the dates for WPPI this year. <laughs> it's usually like February. So you could yeah, hit PPA and then yeah. WPPI. Yeah, um, do both, it's great, you know. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, there. I've heard really great things uh, of both of those uh, conferences, and um, yeah, I'm. Yeah. I definitely want to. I, I, whenever I post the show notes and everything for uh, for that, I'll probably be registering myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
well, I better go register then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Shannon, this was so great. Thank yeah, you so much was, for taking the time to talk to us. It was so fun, Buds. Yeah. Well, so we um we end every podcast with asking uh what what you're liking right now. So um Shannon, would you like to tell us what you're liking right now? You know, maybe it's that I'm at home a lot and there's a lot of I'm like trying to have freedom via the foods I eat. <laughs> um, like, you will not stop me from eating my favorite foods. I'm just um, but there are actually two, actually, that I'm really jamming on right now. Um, one of them is this fresh homemade guacamole from Chewy's Mexican mm. food restaurant. Mm, it's so good. Um, special tip, ask for it without the salad at the bottom and they'll give you more in the container. So just FYI. Ooh, um, I'm not sure if you knew that, but it's important because also who wants salad? I don't need a lettuce in the bottom yeah. of my guacamole. Yeah. Um, anyway, and then outshine bars. Do you know what outshine bar is? No. So it kind of helps offset yes. the guacamole. It's only 60 calories, but it's basically like this fruity goodness, um, like a uh, uh, popsicle, basically. Yes, and so they I have, literally just got some this week and my kids were eating them yesterday. They're so good. They're so good. What flavors did you get? Um, I think we got, we got an assorted box. So it came okay. with like grape and strawberry and orange. Oh. oh my God. They were so good. There's, there's pomegranate, there's watermelon, there's mm. coconut, there's lime, there's strawberry. I mean, y'all. They're really good. They're so, yeah. There's mango. They're so good. My favorite is pomegranate. I love oh, them. Pomegranate. So. Kennedy would like that one, my daughter, because she is obsessed with pomegranates. When it's she pomegranate season, she will eat them just by themselves. She'll open them up and eat them up. And oh yeah. Day Me and too. everything. Uh-huh. It takes about an hour to go to get through everything, but I, I love it. It does. You're like, am I there? <laughs> Pulling all the little pieces apart. Okay, so outshine bars? Outshine bars. Okay, I'm going to have to go pick up some. Yeah. Because yeah. they sound great. We've been, um, we set up a little like splash pad in our backyard with oh, fun. a little plastic slide and I just put the water hose on it. So it turns into a water slide. It's perfect. Um, so I've just been sitting out there with the kids most afternoons and I was like, I could really use like a popsicle right now. That would be perfect. <laughs> it's so hot. Yes. And just have one while I'm reading my, Ooh, I'll add that to my, uh, to my, what I'm loving is uh, the book that I'm reading. Um, but yeah, awesome. Okay, go. cool. I'm going to pick up those outshine bars. Okay, John, what are you loving this week? Okay, uh, I'll start with that book. Um, <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it's called the uh, the Tao de uh, the Tao de Bill Murray. So it is okay. a book all about Bill Murray and his a, life. Good. And about um, like all all those stories that you hear of like Bill Murray coming up to someone at an airport and just picking up their bagel and like eating oh a bite gosh. of it and then being like, no one's ever going to believe you and then just walking away. <laughs> um, and and true stories of things that he's done and like crashing weddings and going to dance okay, with the bride. Okay, now I need, I need to read this book stuff. now. It's what really is good. this book? It's... Um, Tao de, de Bill Murray. I believe that's what it's. Is I don't know hear that. Uh, yeah, I think Lydia's awake now. <laughs> and right outside my door. Um, she is not happy. That's no, rough. She yeah, is not. That's rough. 
So the the Tao Te Ching is um, it's like a religious text of uh, of a bunch of like. I don't. No, no. She's good. She's she's under control. Uh, I mean, our our babysitter's got her. She's fine, but she's just uh, she's just mad. But, she misses you. Yeah. yeah. She does. She just woke up from her from her nap. Um but yeah, so it's a play on the Tao Te Ching um title. And it's it's about Bill Murray and his life and all that. Taylor got it for me for I wanna it was either Christmas. I think it was Christmas. This last this last Christmas, and because uh, I love Bill Murray, and like the Christmas before, she got me a um, uh, a Murray Christmas sweater. Uh, yes, kind yes, of Murray shirt. Christmas yeah. sweater is awesome. Yeah, it's just like his face, and it looks like a Christmas sweater. Um, Fun fact: so, If you guys didn't know, John has the best like t-shirts and sweaters that are all like um, you know good comedy TV shows yeah. and or like the the one that I'm wearing right the, now. Uh, there's beats, there's beats Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> I love it. That was fantastic. <laughs> See, yeah, all the time. You're always wearing that. something new like that. The other day, he had oh, a yeah. Mass Rat shirt for anybody who's a Parks and Rec fan. Yeah. Like, they actually like sell those. Like, that's they do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I walked in and I was like, are you wearing a mouse rat shirt? <laughs> he was like, yes, yes, yes I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these are all mostly gifts because uh, my wife knows exactly what I like. And I love those kind of inside joke type things uh, with things that I love. You like punny shirts. I do like punny, punny shirts. shirts. <laughs> yeah. Way to your <laughs> Yes, yes. Uh, so yeah, I am barely into this book. Like, chapter one or two and it is great there's some really really funny stories and like backstory about his family and like he's one of nine or ten children nine children oh I think. that's cool and I guess that yeah, yeah yeah nine children because he's the fifth so he's like the exact okay. middle child and was starved Whoa. for attention and he had to be funny and he, he, he realized that, that he would get attention when he was funny yeah, yeah. um so that's one thing that I'm loving. Um, also, the second season of The Politician is out on Netflix. It's too. <laughs> really good. So um, good. Yeah. I love him. Yeah. Yeah. I So I had no idea. Um, now I'm blanking on his name. I want to say Josh and Gad, and I know that's not right. That's not it. Hold on. I'll look it up real quick because I, I was blanking on his name too. Okay. Well, yeah, it's, it's a really great show. The first season was about him. He was running for, um, uh, class president. Mm -hmm. uh, ben Platt. Uh, ben Platt. Ben Platt. Yes. 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 Uh, so Ben Platt is amazing. And he's like, a uh, he's sung on Broadway, uh, for mm -hmm. years and years. He was on, uh, um, pitch perfect. Yes. Pitch perfect. Nice. Like the, the nerdy kid. <laughs> mm -hmm. but uh but yeah it's like this whole crazy ordeal going through trying to run for uh class president uh at his high school and then season two is when he's moved to new york and he's running mm -hmm. uh for senate i think uh or something and he's like 22 years old so um yeah. it's been really good i'm only an episode or two in but 
I really like Ben Platt and the show is really great. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then third thing that I'm loving is a podcast. Um, I don't know how I found it, uh, but it's, um, it's called Expeditiously with uh, T.I. Uh, T.I. Harris, he, he hosts it and it's a really great, uh, I don't know, they like go into a bunch of different stuff. He had, um, can you still hear her? Yeah. She's oh, in yeah. her room now. <laughs> yeah. Every now and then she'll have one of these naps that just, she doesn't come out of it well. And uh, I don't know what it is. That re-entry burn, man. I know. Rough. Yeah. And yeah. she's like, a, she just turned two a couple months ago. So she's uh-huh. in that like, yeah. Growing into toddler and figuring out all these different things. And yeah, I don't, I don't think she's having a good time right now. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but the Expeditiously podcast is really good. He recently had, I want to say Janet Smith. I don't know her name actually, but, um, she did this, this whole, um, like in the seventies, she was a teacher and she did this, uh, kind of social experiment with her, not experiment, but exercise with her children where she like segregated them with blue eyes and brown eyes. Oh, the, the video you posted the other day. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. So I did that, and then he had her on. I was like, "Wait, yeah, I just That's saw this cool. video that she huh. did back in the '70s, and she was on Oprah. Kind of did the same thing. She's done a lot Crazy. of different stuff. And uh, but yeah, it's it's a good podcast to listen to. I, I enjoy it. Very so, cool. But those Very are the cool. things I'm loving. Rachel, how about you? <laughs> uh you know, I'm still still busy this week, so I haven't really uh, done much else besides listen to when I have the opportunity. Listen to uh, you know some some more of my uh, my Justin Long. Yes, <laughs> um, his, his podcast is uh, the life short. Life is short. Yeah, yeah. and I've I've been trying to like get through the entire thing because he's been podcasting for a year, and I just found it a couple months ago. So now I'm like. Trying. Your binge podcasting is that a thing? Pod- yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. So I'm loving that, and then um, the couch to 5K. I've um, I'm on I'm on week four of that, and I nice. am loving that. I'm feeling stronger and able to run longer, and that's really awesome. Um, and you know, listening to Justin Long while I'm running. So there's that too. <laughs> <laughs> go hand in hand yeah and then lastly um there's a game on my phone that's been keeping me entertained that i like when i just need like a mental break um it's a version of solitaire but it, it you can earn coins and i'm all about like you know yes i need patted on the back for, <laughs> for winning <laughs> Look at my big virtual bank account. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. And I like I'm I make sure that I log in at least once a day so I get the daily, you know, yes. like you know, bonus or whatever. Mm-hmm. And if I miss mm-hmm. a day, it makes me really sad because then I drop back down to day one. Yeah. <laughs> so Thank you. That's that that's it for me right now. Yeah. You know? What what's the name of the solitaire game? It's well it's solitaire. Yeah. Solitaire Tri-Peaks. Tri-Peaks. Okay. Okay. I might have to download that. It's pretty fun. (laughs) I enjoy some solitaire. It's not like your normal solitaire at all. Okay. But it's very easy to learn. It's very simple. Okay. Sweet. (laughs) It's fun. Yeah. All right. Well, awesome. (laughs) 
on that well, note. <laughs> on that note, I think I'm going to go take care of her. <laughs> but Shannon, it was so great to again. have you on the podcast today. Yeah. Thank you so much for this. It was, it was Enjoy. A so good to talk to you. I hadn't talked to you in a while. So this I was know. so fun to catch up a little bit. Yeah, it is good to catch up with you. So, thanks for having me, guys. So I really much. enjoyed it. And um, somebody should binge listen to this podcast because I bet it's amazing. <laughs> Maybe that will be me. I will go take care of that. Yeah. You should, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so before we before we jump off uh, the podcast, off Facebook, uh, oh, yeah. where can everyone find you? Where can they go binge all of your work? <laughs> You're so sweet. Well, we certainly have a website. That's our favorite place, shannonmorton.net. Um, we have all kinds of things there. Um, certainly our most current work it can be seen on Instagram. Um, and our handle there is a Shannon Morton photo. We do also have an SMP grads or graduates, I should say. That's also on Instagram. She has all of her uh, graduate uh, graduating senior work there. So SMP graduates. Um, and then, of course, Facebook, you know, the old tried and true, just Shannon Morton photography there. Um, so, yeah, that's super fun. And, of course, we love pop-ins. We usually have fresh chocolate chip cookies at the studio. So, um, if they're in town, come on by. Say hi. Yeah. Yeah, they're Get in South Cold Station, and their studio is amazing. I love their studio. All the beautiful light, and it's all, um, you know, beautifully decorated. And, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> so, awesome. Thanks, well, all right. Thanks. Yeah. Fun to see y'all. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Light and Dark podcast. You can join us next week live on Facebook in our Light and Dark photography podcast group by heading to lightdarkco.com slash join FB or by searching Facebook for Light and Dark photography podcast. I'm Rachel Driscoll and you can find me on Instagram at Rachel Driscoll. And I am John Mansfield and you can find me on Instagram at allheartphoto. The Light and Dark podcast is recorded in front of a live Facebook audience. You can find the show notes with all the things at lightdarkco.com slash podcast. This podcast was edited by me, John Mansfield, and our theme is by the talented John Isaac. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.